Welcome back to Keeping It Real. In this episode, I was joined by Oscar, Cam, Tyler, and Lucas, oh, and Cody at uh, Oscar's Bible study, and it was a great experience. We deep dove into our beliefs, and even though we still don't really meet eye to eye on things, we took away from each other's lives and experiences and perspective and learned a lot, and it was great, productive uh, time. Enjoy. Uh, also, we were recording outside, so that's why there's all the cars and extra noise. We were trying to be safe because of COVID. Thank you. There's a grace when the heart is under fire. Another way when the walls are closing in. When I look at the space between where I used to be and this reckoning, I know I will never be. Alright, Father God, thank you for reuniting us. Thank you for the platform that uh, Ed's brought. I mean, the podcast, so we're going to do the best we can. Father, I just pray that you speak through us, that we say the right thing, but we also say it in the right way so people can actually absorb it and actually like look at themselves and look at their lives and how they can apply your word to their lives, Father. Let it be your word speaking out of through our mouths, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 <coughs> Good job. Right, so, Oscar, in the Bible study we did before this, you brought up that story of... Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Yeah. Do you want to give people a little bit of a background info like you did myself? Yeah. Uh, so... In that story, uh, so in the Bible it says, uh, God. one of the, the commandments that God gave us was, do not praise or worship anything other than me. And so in the story, um, like, there's this king named uh, King Nebuchadnezzar, and uh, he made a statue of himself and put it literally like in the middle of like the, mo- the most populated area in the town. And uh, so he ordered everybody you gotta kneel to this statue, or else you'll be thrown in the furnace. So, obviously, I mean, everybody kneeled to the this statue. This was a mortal who made this rule. Yeah, he was a, mor- a mortal leader. And yeah. then you're, you talked about the amendment of God, which was, you only worship God. You only worship, you only praise God, because he's the only one that really deserves it. I mean, like, come on. Um, so, obviously, everybody did, though. I mean, everybody of that city did what the king said except three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And obviously, like the king said, they were thrown to the furnace. They were thrown to the furnace and to die, obviously. But what happened? They didn't burn at all. And the thing is, they threw three men in there. But for some reason, when they looked into the furnace, there was four. So obviously, coming out of the furnace without even a burn mark, it really says like that's a miracle, and in the story, at the end of the story, even King Nebuchadnezzar said, "Their God protected them like this, not even a, a burn mark. Their God truly is real." And the reason you told this story is because you wanted to relate it to society today and your 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 place in this world, because you feel as if society has told you to be quiet about your religion and not share your love with everybody, but you've you feel as if you need to stand up for yourself and you need to you've created a church in your backyard because of this reason so i don't think society is like necessarily saying like oh like you shouldn't 
I just think that society's putting a lot of lies into people's heads. Like, uh, I mean, I just see that, like, as, like, every generation that's going down, like, it's getting, like, kids, like, at a younger age are getting exposed to things that they shouldn't be exposed to. Like, uh, my kids, like, my brother's age, my brother's just learned to start being, like, a couple months ago, and kids, like, in sixth grade, seventh grade, are already vaping, using pens. That substances. Young, yeah, yeah, substances. Drinking in school. Like, be kidding me. At that young of an age. And it's literally, it's because that society, not necessarily telling us that we can't do what we do, but it's putting in lies in people's heads, thinking like, oh, this is like the cool thing. Or this is just, this is the culture in this world. So to fit in this world, I got to do this. To fit in this culture, I got to do this. So the reason why, you know, I started this Bible study is because... I want to start a new culture. I want to actually. I wanted to start a culture that was already that's already been, but it's been forgotten. You just want to bring light to it. I want to bring light to it because when Jesus when Jesus was around, people knew what was right and what was wrong. And when they knew what they were doing wrong, they repented at Jesus' feet and they realized it. They weren't lies from society. There wasn't. Like, yes, there were lies from society at that time, but Jesus was obviously here, and Jesus had power. Jesus had the knowledge. And the thing is, when Jesus died. He left something for us. Yes, he died for our sins. He gave us freedom. He put value in us. But the thing that he, but the thing that he actually left on this earth was legacy. And we got to, and for the legacy that he left us, we got to continue that because. And Jesus literally said, "I'm going to the Father, so people after me will do things like I did and even greater." Jesus said that. John fourteen twelve. If you, you people don't believe me, John fourteen twelve it says that in the Bible. <laughs> he did read this for us. Yeah, I did read it. It literally is true, and Jesus left something for us, and it's our job, not just as Christians, but as children of God, because you might not know it yet, but you are a child of God, and there, there's going to be a time where you realize it, because there's no greater feeling. When did you realize it? I, so, I realized it, so I was in Catholic Church, so I was, you know, Catholic and I was, you know, being, I was told that, like, you gotta follow the rules that God set in the world, like, yada, yada, yada. If you sin, then you gotta, you know, confess to the priest. And I didn't feel relationship. I just felt, I just, that yes, God is, God has authority over all of us, and I 100% feel that. But I didn't feel, I just felt more fearful than, you know, loving faithful. him. Yeah, fearful than faithful. There you go. So, I went to Metro Church, uh, you know, shout out Metro Church, um, but they helped me really see that, like, yes, do you have to, you gotta respect God's authority, 100%, do you, should you, but you gotta love God, you gotta love Him, you gotta, you gotta choose God, and the thing is, I never, I always thought that it was, I always had to keep my relationship, like, well, what was a relationship was me, the priest, and God, no, it's literally me through Jesus to God, which is the, because Jesus is the bridge between us and God. How? Because when he died for us. You should explain, because there's people listening who were, we're talking about a set of rules, but they are un not understanding why are we following these rules? Why are we saying that you can't do these things and why aren't we doing these things? The a lot of people are listening, they might not even know what the gospel is. So I feel like we should True. explain the gospel from okay. ground up so you guys understand where our, core is coming from yeah so this is where I started every time so you hear all the time people saying well I'm a good person 
I'm good, I'm good to this, I'm good to that. What does good mean and what is the standard of good? To God, any one mistake is not good. You can hate someone and it's murder to God. There's no difference. If you fall short of the glory of God, you are not good. So, God realized, he put people on this earth and he was like, if I just show myself as God and show myself as evident, who's gonna not follow me? If, if you witnessed God right in front of you as a physical being and he told you I'm God and he proved it to you, how are you ever gonna live your life not following God? We would be his, and God, that's exactly what God knew. And he was like, I'm not gonna make these people my robots because if I just showed them, who's not gonna follow me? I want a relationship with people. I want them to choose me. So he and did this. And that's he, faith. That's, yeah, that's, that's, faith. Faith. that's faith. So he created Adam and Eve and we all know the story. He placed them down. He said, do, do this, don't do this, don't eat that fruit, and they ate the fruit. And we all know this. We see partying, drinking, smoking, sex, all these sins so brought up by the world and told you that it's so great because, let's be honest, all these things are fun in a moment. They are fun, they're attractive. They, like, so humans from the start were attracted to sin. They ate the apple, and so God created people and said, do what you want because he wants us to choose him. But as it went on, no one was choosing him because all these things were so much better, what we thought was better. And so God flooded the earth like in the Noah's Ark and he restarted and the same things kept happening. No one was choosing God. And he was like, so we're, we're talking a God. He can do anything he wants. He could say, this is a failed project. But he was like, no, I, I really love these people so much. I'm going to make sure that there's a way they, ca they clearly can't stop sinning. They clearly can't get any way to know me. So I'm going to do something to make sure that they can find me because I love them so much. So he was like, I'm going to robe myself in flesh. And yes, Jesus is God. Jesus is just a different form of God. Jesus is God as a human being. So he said, I'm going to go on this earth and I'm going to live a perfect life. Everything according to God, what they couldn't do. And I'm going to die on this cross and my blood is going to cover them. And they, my blood is going to put them in the book of life. So the book of life, at the end of your life, you are going to face God and you are going to be judged for everything you did in your life. Now, like I said before, hate is murder in God's eyes. And that's just, an, that's just a piece of it, but that's just to open your eyes as to how impossible it is to follow God's word. No one can do it. So you're going to get judged for everything you've done in your life, but all you have to do is accept Jesus' sacrifice. You don't have to change, well, at, the, at first, you don't have to do this and do that and then become a Christian. No, you become a Christian because you accept, I couldn't do any of this, but Jesus sacrificed himself, so I'm going to accept this sacrifice and put it over me. And then change starts. You don't have to, people act like Christians are perfect. No Christian's perfect. We just accepted a sacrifice, and now we, because of that sacrifice, we're deciding, I'm going to please this guy who loved me so much. That was, that was good. That was good. That was good. That was good. But I just want to make it clear, like, we don't think we're better than you. We don't yeah. think we're better than you. We are literally... No one's better than anybody. Nobody's better than anybody. Really not. The thing is, we're better off. Because we know what we know. We know the truth. And the thing is, we see life in a different way. And one more, continue. I did miss the oh, pretty much the big point. So the wages of sin is death. So our hate... Any one sin that no human has never not committed, we are all guilty. No human besides Jesus has lived perfectly. Any sin is death, and death means hell, not heaven, not with God. Wait, any sin is death? No. The wages of sin is death. 
Yeah. Okay. So sin gets you to not, because God is perfect. He can't be near imperfect. So sin is imperfect and he can't be near it. So the wages of our sin would be death. But God is saying, if you accept my sacrifice in the book of life, when I judge you, all your book of life, which is a layout of everything you've done, every action you've done in your life, one bad action is going to equal us death. But Jesus is saying, my sacrifice, me dying for you and you accepting my sacrifice is all you need. I will put my book of life on top of your book of life. And it's, God like a, will, it's like a fresh new story. So when you're judged, in, so the, one of the most powerful Bible verses I've ever heard, and it's if you recognize God here on earth, he will recognize you in front of his father. Yeah. So Jesus and God are two different beings. And just think about this. You're on judgment day. You're getting judged by the father. And he's laid out your life in front of your eyes. And there's nothing you can do. You can't lie to God. He knows your heart. He knows your intentions. Intentions. He knows everything you've ever done. And you have no way out. And all we, when we say this is the good news of Jesus, why we follow Jesus, why we're saved by Jesus, is we didn't do anything. We just accepted someone's sacrifice. So when God says, you've done all this, you deserve hell. Like, you, you have not lived perfectly. Jesus is going to step in and acknowledge us before the Father and say, hey, yes, he did all this, but he's one of mine. And that's all we, so that's and we, and we have, sins. and that's forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And we have just made it to heaven. And that's why we love God so much. That's why we try not to sin. And that is why we are saved. Not because of anything we've done, just because Jesus loved us so much that he decided to step in and say, he's mine. And exactly. all we had to do was say, thank you. And now people say, Christians act perfect. Christians ha do this and that. And yes, we are nowhere near perfect. But we try and we don't do and we don't try not to sin as much as we want to. So what the are thing, the sins? Giving into temptations? Sins are anything sin, that does not anything glorify that glor God. doesn't glorify God, and anything so, that and Okay. So, so think of God as a whole also, uh, think all of sins God are as, equal. Yeah. All sins are yes, no, this is this is why it's all equal. Think of God as a bullseye on a dartboard. A sin is anything that doesn't hit the bullseye. So regardless of how much you miss the bullseye, how think of missing further and further as the worst we classify a sin so like the worst sin we could possibly think of is probably killing somebody so think of that as the furthest miss versus the littlest thing we could probably do what would you guys say that is maybe a swear yeah, yeah. probably the littlest slip up you can do god saying probably stealing yeah, yeah god yeah. saying like yeah this you might think that this is worse than this but you just missed the you just missed the bullseye regardless of what that is that's just a miss it's not classified as anything it's just a miss of god let me tell you, like, this isn't, like, this is just to inform, this is just to, this is just to tell you guys, like, we're, we don't judge. Like, we really, we can't. We really can't judge you. Like, the only person that can judge you is God. The only, like, person that, like, can send you, like, they can give you, like, the keys, like, to heaven, like, going to heaven is God. Like, you can go to heaven through God, through Jesus. And the thing is, we all have a piece of God in us, which is the Holy Spirit. You ever heard of the Holy Trinity? It is, you know, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They're all one. And we have a piece of that inside of us. That's why we. That's why we do. Like that's another reason what we do. What, why we do what we do because we are a part of. He's a part of us, and we're a part of him. Like it's literally. He's our father. He is literally our father, and we want to please our father. We want to make our father proud. Like I, I'm doing everything that I'm doing, not because I want to, not because that. Oh, I planned this for so long. It's because I want to help people. I just I, I'm in a community I'm in a communicators class so we had to speak on what is like something we're valuable like speak on something that you're valuable and I thought of like I'm like 
I'm so like I think what's so valuable is like speaking the word of God. I think worship is valuable. Um, I think praising God is valuable. But no, all of that is so valuable. But the one thing that like I'm like most passionate about is people, because you don't have a church with four walls. You don't have a church with a stage. You don't have a church with a pulpit. You have a church with people. We can literally be sitting in a backyard like this is we a are now. This is a church, and this is a church community. And let me tell you something. Can no, I? My, like I know that we're going through a, a tough time with uh, you know racial stuff and everything like that. But let me tell you something. Can I say something about the people in the church? Go ahead. Uh, verse. So this is uh, Luke chapter 15 verse 34. It says salt is good for seasoning But if it loses its flavor, how do you make it salty again? Flavorless salt is good neither for the soil nor for the manure pile. It is thrown away Anyone who ears to hear should listen and understand You gotta try we don't do the we don't do this to make you feel bad. Can someone, we really can someone break that down? Let me see it. <laughs> I gotta read word for word. Well, while he's trying to break that down, I will say that when we say we're people, people, like we're trying to reach people, it's like the reason we're trying to reach people is not live perfectly, live by these rules. We do this. You don't do that. This is why you should be like us. That's not what we're saying at all. We're saying that every human being deserves hell to, according to God's standard. And my what I just explained okay. as the gospel is saying we got a free gift we didn't do nothing to deserve it so when we say we were trying to reach people we're not trying to change people to be like us at all we're just saying there is a key to heaven there is a free gift you don't yes. have to do anything for it. you just got given to you take it we're just trying and, to give people okay. just, just to let being, people, it's literally letting people know like we're just trying to inform you that you got this gift you don't, you don't have Please to open. Like, be on the no, defense no, no, no. people are open to all all, <laughs> all concepts all beliefs like this is a very popular religion. There are yeah. millions of people out there who practice I it. I just want people to know why, why, yeah, and, as to why and like, you would want to Why do we want to see people saved, it makes us happy. Like, yes, I've had it people... Makes you feel good. That's I've, how I feel about what I've been doing now. Yes, I feel yes. so confident that it's allowed me to get to this podcast. And I feel so amazing that I want to share this with everybody. Where It's the same idea. You've, you've found this belief. You've found this, really this way of life that's made you feel... A, so good happy like, good yes. and confident in yourself you love your family and you just want to spread it and that's mm -hmm. understandable and like you're just talking from the heart right now you guys and don't have like to i've had people say like i'm trying to like get them like back on church i'm keeping them accountable and they're like why do you care so much about what i do and it, it makes me happy it makes me happy to see you going on a like having a relationship with god and following the right path it makes me happy like i'm being so serious right now it, like, it gives me joy to know that I have another brother in Christ or a sister in Christ. Like, I, when I texted Oscar, I texted Oscar, like, maybe a month ago. And I was like, I really want to get closer to God. And he was so proud. Like, the look on his face when I first saw him in person, when I told him I wanted to get closer with God, it was a face I've never seen before. Because he was so proud in the choice that I wanted to make. <laughs> <laughs> Thing is like, I was actually talking to Gobi, Gobin. It's it's Gobin's nickname. If you guys know Gobin, I call him Gobi. But uh, I was really just talking to him at uh, Gobin's barber shop, which is you know hit up Gobin. But uh, <laughs> he has good cuts. But uh, literally, I was just like 
they've been they were coming to me like speaking like their worries like speaking like I want to do this I want to get better and that like I was literally tearing up because it's not it's just the God it's just God in me it's literally like the Holy Spirit in me saying that this is worth this is worth it this is worth like this, this is actually like real this is actually like coming to like patience the patience that I've had the patience like I've because like I knew like I've told like Gobi like Gobi like he's been in church and everything like that but like now he's taking the next steps so when I see you yo it's one, definitely raining by the way yeah, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh where are you Oscar, you can continue. We have now moved because it is raining outside, and that's where we're doing the podcast. Yeah. Um, um, now we're closer to the <laughs> But, uh, so I was at, uh, so talking about, you know, talking to Cardetti and uh, Govin in the, you know, in the basement. So we're talking, you know, obviously people getting closer to God brings me a lot of joy because, yeah, people are coming to me because they want to get closer to God and they see me as a leader. They see me as somebody to go to when they're like, oh, this guy lives life God like wants him to. Like, obviously, am I perfect? Nope, I'm not perfect at all. But the thing is, I want to I want to strive to be good. I want people to strive to be good with me because literally, we're supposed to do life together. Like, we're people. We're all here together. Exactly. We're all on this earth at the same like, time. For why the heck are we on this earth? Like, why did God make people, like, why did God make people just to like just to coexist and not to have a relationship like you're designed to have a relationship with people it is scientifically proven that you need to have a relationship with people that if, if you're alone if you're isolated and like you're gonna like develop like mental Ill, like mental illnesses and it's scientifically proven we need people in our lives and the thing is god uses people in your life to speak to you like god is like god is freaking awesome like i don't know how, like how was i gonna explain this like god is freaking awesome and the thing is we have the privilege and the honor to know him that is amazing like to know somebody that high that great really made the universe and if people if you people come at me saying oh the big bang theory i'm like you know how like how small of a chance the big bang theory to be like what it is today it was so small like like look up a documentary it was freaking small it was literally almost impossible. But who does the impossible? Our father. That's who does the impossible. Our father does the impossible. So being like in contact, being in a relationship with somebody like that is a huge honor and a privilege. And the thing is, Jesus died for us. So I live for him. I wear a cross around my neck, but every day I bear it on my back because that's who I am. I'm not, because we are essentially, we make up the cross. The cross is who we are. Because the cross stands for faith, hope, joy and but it also stands for new beginnings because when jesus died on that cross a new beginning happened a new world a new vi like a new version of like because the cross was used to you know punish people but when jesus died on it it stood for so much more and stood it literally stood for like like this cross like when people saw the cross but they were scared of it now when people see the cross they see light they see love and they see hope that's awesome. That's good. Um, what I wanted to get to was your individual stories on how you found God and you found your own fate. And uh, I'll just go around the table. I'll start with Cam because you're pretty. Yeah. Jenny! Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to talk about like the first time I realized that Jesus was real. So like, 
like Metro Church has the ignited ignited group like has Summerfest, which is a summer camp, and um, like we were receiving the Holy Spirit, which is speaking in tongues, and I was up there, and I had no idea what was happening. My mouth was just like it was. It felt like I was shivering, and it was just like like my lips were like quivering and stuff like that, and just sound was coming out and I did not know what it was saying and like I I knew like I we talked about it before like I knew what I knew God understood and it's like between us but I had no idea what I was saying and I was thinking in that moment with tears streaming down my face there's no way God is not real there is no way that I'm doing this right now and there's not a higher power so you were speaking in tongues in tongues yes and you did not practice this religion yet not at all i was i went to church for maybe like three or four months before that and so you're at this camp and then you're on the stage with everybody else or alone well it was like below the stage which the altar the altar and i i walked up pastor chad and he like explained to me what it was and i i received it and i started speaking in it and i just had no idea what was happening but i just knew that god was real because there's no way that I'm doing this on my own. Did you ever, like, know what you said after? Like, No, like, it's literally a different language that I'm speaking. Really? Yes. You can look up videos on YouTube and, like, of people speaking in tongues, and it, like, you don't understand what it's saying. And you, there's verses in the Bible also talking about that. You don't understand what it's saying, but you, it's a language that God understands. So it's you and God and he knows what you're saying, you're reaching out to him, but you don't know what you're saying. And I was sitting there, like I said, with tears rolling down my face, in looking. Fear? No, in joy. Because God entered me that day. And he gave me joy that day. And I was I was just like, tears rolling down my face. Yeah. I was like overwhelmed. Like I didn't know what was happening. It was awesome. Yeah, like I still tell and that then, story to this day. Once you found that, you just stuck with that. Church. I stuck with it, yeah, and like I'm still with it. Your relationship with God is just, just strengthened. grown, yeah. It's awesome. That is awesome. That, that's crazy. That's a crazy story. And I mean, I'm happy that you found that. You found yeah. this path. That, that you found your way, and you found a group of friends who support you and give mm -hmm. you that confidence. And the one that was, those were the ones that brought me to church in the first place. That's awesome. Bro. It really is. So, I've been, I haven't been following God for too long, only about a month, like I said. So, I haven't really had my, like, first encounter with Him. But what I can say is that the group surrounding me definitely wanted me to seek God because of what He was doing to them. Like, I saw that they were striving in life and that they, they had their own like their friend group was their church group like cam tyler lucas edwin govin they're all they go every week to the church and i was like okay like i don't need to do that like i was just living my own life and then near april my life literally turned to shit like i was having anxiety attacks i was feeling depressed i was not in the right mental state and that's when i texted oscar i was like i need help and I feel like my only last resort, it was God because of how good and how like amazing he was making all of my friends life seem. And I do like the one thing 
the only close encounter I've had with God is was I was seeking his presence because I have not been shown a sign yet. So I was praying and I was begging him to show a sign that I was believing in him and I was taking that extra step. And literally, this is going to sound stupid, went on TikTok, that thing, that thing went on TikTok, eight TikToks in a row were about God. And I have never seen once a TikTok about God. And I was like, the first thing I thought was, could this be the first sign? Which I truly think it was. And that right, right there, I was like, I'm definitely gonna keep doing this. And till like ever since that happened, I literally read, I read 20 pages of the Bible every night. I pray every night. It's just become part of my daily routine. How do you feel? I feel so much better than I did in April. Way better. And it's only I've only been at this for a month, and it's definitely you look affected way me. Better, bro. You lost a shit yeah. ton of weight. <laughs> God did it. God did it. you wanna? I think we already shared last year's. Yeah, would definitely have. So mine is definitely a little more different than theirs because I grew up in a Christian house, a Christian family where my whole life I've just been told that God is real. But for people who've gone through that or know that you grow up and you have that in your head, but it's a it's more of a click where you realize as you get older and you make decisions for yourself because when I'm told God's real, I'm just following my family. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not deciding it. It's just they're telling me it and I'm going along with it. So it was a moment, it was more of like a click, like a literal, oh my God moment where I was like, this is actually real. Like everything they're telling me, I, I actually believe now. Like I understand why they're saying it. this because I witnessed it and I hate to, I always hate going here, but we're keeping it real. So my moment where I said, oh my gosh, like God is real was through someone else's testimony basically. So my mother who passed away, she had stage four colon cancer. And she lived two and a half years of my childhood knowing that she was going to die. And she was a, one of the strongest Christians I've ever known in my entire life. And I'm telling every... Have you ever heard the song? You know it. What's it called? I Can Only Imagine by Mercy Me. And it's literally just talking about you can only imagine what the moment's going to be like when you meet God and you're walking by His side and what's it going to be like in heaven. And that woman woke up every single morning knowing she was going to die and listened to that song. And I was just like... Enlightened by it. And it it hit me after, like a couple years after when I was in like more grown up and matured. Like she knew she was going to die and most people would crawl up and say, why me? And almost blame God. But she was, she stayed strong. Like for her to, for her to do that, like this dude must be real. Like it hit me like... That's, she had that, faith. that faith, that strong faith shows me that when when people people live their lives with a, we always talk about it, the temporary satisfactions, they just use things to, they are using, ha, ha, people define happiness is just hiding depression, basically. Like, you're not happy, you're just telling yourself that so you don't have to think about your bad things. And that's how a lot of people live their lives with drinking and smoking. Sure, you can feel good for those two hours, but it wears off. Like, you're not truly happy. You're just pushing it off. And I feel like people do that with death. Death is a terrifying thought for someone who's not a Christian. Because where are you going to go? Only a Christian is positive of where they're ending up. And so... Oh, well, I wouldn't say... I'd say believers in religion. Because there's different interpretations on where we go after that. And there's other religions that have just as much... Okay, but I'm just saying for my faith, Jesus is the only way, the truth, the life. So Jesus would be the only way to get to heaven from my point of view. So I'm saying... Most people push that thought off 
and a lot of people go to bed never wanting to think about death because it's terrifying and i'm saying she could if when you when you realize that you're dying that's probably the first thing you want to do is say wow this is terrifying i'm just not going to think about it and i'm just going to live my best life and whatever comes comes but then it hit me like she literally could have said i'm going to i'm going to finish my life doing everything that i did, that i couldn't do and do everything that i want but she was like no i'm so firm in this belief in christ that i'm going to live for him and it just hit me that why would she do all that for something fake and that's when it clicked to me and i was like wow this is real and then as i started getting deeper and deeper in like just more moments you, yeah. like you figure the more you seek god the more he shows himself so from that moment on i seeked god and he came and i just know he's real now that's incredible it really is and it's interesting that the death of your mother showed you that because I, I feel like it would turn him away if anything. Yeah, it would because a lot of people would have said, "Why, why God, why me?" Yes, so and many people ask the question, "Why do good, bad things happen to good people?" And that's exactly what someone in my situation would have asked. Someone tells me, "Believe in God, God saved you," and I'd say, "God, who? He killed my mother." That's what most people would say, but like that's just not how it was because we talk about free will. God doesn't kill people. God doesn't make people's decisions happen. Like. Things happen because of people's free will. I can't blame God for this. He didn't do. He did not kill my mother. At all. Give her life. Rest in peace. But and if anything, and if anything, I have the biggest thank you for God. I realize He didn't kill my mom, but in fact, He gave me another way to see her again. If the, if God didn't die for my sins, I wouldn't deserve heaven, and she wouldn't deserve heaven because we have failed God. But because of this sacrifice that no one deserved that he gave us for free i will see her again that's the biggest thank you i'll ever give someone and that's why that's why i live this christian life that's why i follow god that's why i love god because he did this for me i will see she was hands down the closest person to me hands down my bestest friend hands down and that's taken away from me and i'm able to see her again for something that i didn't deserve like i didn't do anything to earn it it was just given to me that's a crazy attitude to be you you still feel undeserving of a situation that is perceived as so horrible to some, and mm. I respect the hell out of that. Not saying like hell no, in the sense yeah, of that, I, but yeah. I respect. <laughs> like I actually respect the fuck out of that. That you have so much faith in what you believe in and what your mother lived for. Sorry, this car's going by. That you had so much faith in what you believed in and what your mother stood for that you stuck with it through the hard times, and I I really respect that, bro. Like I and I'm so sorry to hear about your mother but I'm so happy to see the man you've become because of it mm -hmm. and I genuinely mean that and I, I'm saying this to all you boys like you have found this confidence in yourself in this community in this love for each other that is frowned upon in our society but you don't give a shit like you just keep going like you just do it because it feels right and I really 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 respect that I want you to know that like anyone you never have to feel like you're backed in a corner when talking about religion because you guys live on the morals of just being a good person. You believe in Christianity, you read the Bible, you believe in all the verses, but you still, you treat everyone the same way regardless of the, if they believe in what you believe in or their perception's different than yours. And I'm saying that that's why I believe in what you believe in. Not in the sense that I follow it 100%, but I, seeing you live this way means that what you have found is true to me. And there's proof in the pudding in that. Mm -hmm. 
and I, I'm just proud of all you boys for being able to do this and wanting to come speak on my podcast and wanting to just make a better world. That's that's what we're all here for is to make a better world. We're not trying to live in this this negative society we've created. We're all trying to make change. And Oscar, like you've created this church in your backyard while churches are closed because of COVID. Like you guys are amazing people, and I the fact you give. And I understand you found God in yourself, but you also have to give a lot of credit to yourself for letting God find you. Like, 100%. Like, this ain't, like, this is a relationship, bro. This is a relationship, and you can't have a relationship going one way. It's got to be two-way. That's, like, you got to choose to love. Like, like to love someone, like, husband and wife. Why do you think both couples are together for so long? Like, oh, like, they just feel love for each other, like, automatically? Like, no. They choose to love that person for the rest of their life. So for, I mean, I know I'm speaking for all of us when we say that we chose God. Like God didn't, we didn't choose God because like he made us or because our parents made us. No, like we chose God. We got baptized. My, I've, I had the pleasure of and the honor to baptize my little brother on the day of my graduation. Like, and after, like literally right after he came up from the water, I hugged him with tears in my eyes and joy and like and like proudness in my heart because he made a he made he made a choice to love God too. So with loving God, you're also loving people. You're literally also loving people. And I just I don't know why, but like in quarantine, it was so hard for me because I didn't see like people i only saw my family obviously i love my family i i couldn't agree with you more being cut off from people killed me bro like i didn't give a shit about prom i didn't give a shit about graduation like it was just not those not having those face-to-face interactions with people every day was killing my soul yeah and that that happened to me too because everyone was bummed out no prom school like was obviously canceled but everyone was bummed out about the big things i was honestly more bummed out about not going to school and not being able to see all those faces every day because honestly like like a church like the school like my friends is the school like my whole school is my friends and seeing those people every day made me happy and not being able to see them made me i can't wait to see you all go back this whole school is going to have a different atmosphere it really is and like this is like i'm telling you like this coronavirus like is fate in a sense for so many you found yourself during this period i found myself during this period everybody's awakening to what their path is and like the world is going to become beautiful because of this the thing is like with the coronavirus dude oh my gosh i thank god for the coronavirus to be <laughs> honest like i literally do and i've said it to him so many times and i'm gonna say it again i thank god for the coronavirus because literally we get so focused into our own daily routines and like you know make money uh you know hang with friends go to work huh we're distracted. We're distracted. We're literally so distracted. So with the corona, like the coronavirus, honestly, it was a blessing and it was a favor because it slowed everything. Down. Exactly. It literally shut everything down. It like, like basically, it gave just, people a chance to be like, wait a second, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> I know. <laughs> like literally, it literally was an eye opener for people. Like, like people like Cardetti. Like, I'm so happy that he, like he found like you find yourself in a moment where you can actually sit. And think like, is my like what if I am I doing right? 
and like if is what everything that I'm is everything I'm doing right? Do I feel morally right? Like in my heart, and like not only just in my mind am I doing right, but in my heart, do I feel like I'm doing right? And it's so important to be in community with God, super important. But also like a father, which like God is to us, He's our heavenly Father. He wants individual time. He wants. That's why we. That's why we pray alone sometimes. That's why I meditate. I, I meditate. Yeah, I was about to say, what is meditation to you? So meditation to me. So, you know, if you watched, if you have watched my uh, my certain like my preaching videos on, you know, it's on at the five underscore twelve. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get clickable. You <laughs> yeah. to post it tomorrow. But um, at the underscore. Underscore, 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 underscore. I'll get you in. <laughs> well, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you can see him there. But uh, literally, I'm like my like my backyard is literally like my my safe place. It's like my sanctuary. Like it's the place where I feel like I'm like in most in tune with God. And the thing is, like I already said like my story like how I know God's real. But like I literally sit there, like I read my Bible. I read like a chapter or like. I mean, I read like at least a chapter. I usually read more because the Bible's just that interesting. But uh, I read it and then I meditate. So meditation for me is yeah. yeah, I close my eyes, but not to be more spiritual, but so I can like really like reflect. So I can like reflect on like what that scripture means to me and what it and like if it can, like if it's in my life or if I if if I can put it in my life, like if it really reflects my life or if I can like apply it. If I like, if I like, have a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. So like, I close my eyes and I really think like my life, and then literally I spend like, it's literally a sense of peace. Like it's there's like, I just have I'm just in like the most peaceful place because it's literally myself, like sitting down on the ground in front of the cross with my eyes closed, with my hands out, and literally just like thinking and like thinking of the scripture. And there's one point every time I'm meditating, like there's no wind sometimes. So I ask, Father, let me feel you through the wind. And out of nowhere, wind. So it's literally just, he wants that one in one time with you. Like, yeah, grow your relationship with people. And that, and that grows your relationship with God too. But you like, you gotta be like intentionally that's what coronavirus was a blessing for because intentionally being more intentional with him being more organic like I can literally sit down over there and have like one hour two hour conversations with God like I have before that's incredible it's literally just like I'm literally like to like the naked eye to like the people that like don't believe what I believe I'm literally talking to myself like I am talking to myself like to like people that like don't believe in what I believe but in reality I'm talking to God because yeah do I get like a literal words back from the sky? No. But I know he's listening. I know he's there for me. Like everything in life, literally, a Christian life, like is a process. It is a process. And like I told, I asked Whitmore before. You know, like what are your goals for football? Well, is every life a Christian life? Every life's a Christian life. That's the person's choice. That is really the person's right, choice. Yeah. That is Continue the person's choice to do that. So like. I, was, I asked Whitmore, bro, like, what's your goal for football? He gave me an answer. So I said, alright, that's the destination, but don't forget what got you there. Don't forget the extra reps, the extra sets, 
the extra laps you got to do. Falling in love with the process. Falling in love with the process because really, of life. which exactly. is what I did. I fell in love with the process. Exactly because literally, if you really got from point A to point B like in a flash, what did you learn? Exactly. Well, how did you grow? You didn't. That's why you gotta love the journey. You gotta love the process because the process really. It really just makes you like stronger and that's the thing that growed you good and bad times like i'm so deep in my faith right now that i thank god for my good times and for my bad times because yes the bad times are tough and the bad times do come even as a christian a christian a christian life isn't like it's not easy it's not like easy come easy go a christian life is not easy but i'm telling you it is so worth it because you find a value in yourself and a value not just in yourself but in people in people in general the love the love that you have for not just people but this whole world like the simple things become so much more to you your like everything like your perception of the world literally becomes it flips it just literally flips and like it's literally it's literally like turning a light on in a like in a room i can completely relate through my own way but uh, my last thing was, have you seen God have I in seen terms God? of dreams or while you're meditating? Tell him about the... Because like, I've, I've heard stories of priests having visions in hell and in, in heaven. I've heard both of them. Yeah. So no eyes sure. seen, no ears heard. No eyes seen, no ears heard. So, like, I haven't, like... Well, if, you'll never physically see God, yeah. and that's the point of faith. If that's you cool. could physically see God, why would there be a life? And, and, and exactly yeah, why what I was saying him? before, when God, like we're not God's robots. If God showed Himself at the beginning and said, "I am God," no one's gonna, no one's gonna choose Him themselves. If any, if we could just see God, why would I ever not? If yeah, if I witnessed, I saying, if I witnessed God, why would I ever choose wrong? I if, witnessed the greatest being ever, my Creator. You know, like that's terrifying in that in a way of just awe of who He is that I would never want to do wrong. So no one can see him because there would be no reason for faith if we could just see him. So Physically, I, that doesn't mean we haven't seen him in our own personal ways that we can't yeah. explain in words, but like... Yeah. I've seen God through many things in my life. <laughs> many, <laughs> many, 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 many. God. I've seen God. I've seen God. <laughs> yeah, no. I've seen God in, through many things in my life, like signs, people. Okay, yeah, so that's like what... Yeah, yeah. Well, almost, like, yeah. The, almost yeah. like the TikTok thing with Cody. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's, it's, it's like literally that. like the simple. He's sending thing. you signs. You're not seeing his presence. Yeah, you know? exactly. I get, I get the idea, but um, like thing is, like you feel it. Like you can feel like in a church environment when you're worshiping, you can feel God is there. Like, you can feel it. You can absolutely feel His presence. Hundred percent. But thing is, you could also feel like. So we, we all know that like God is God. And we believe in God and we follow God. But, like, there is a enemy out there. There is an enemy. And his name is Satan. And so that's, he's our enemy. And uh, he's going to, like, he's been, like, you know, he's like, he's like our doc, Dr. Dupensmurst to our, like, Perry the Platypus, bro. Like, he's literally just <laughs> jabbing at us, jabbing at us. And, like, literally, he's, like, I've had spiritual attacks before. Like, I don't know if that's like a little bit like you know, but it's already out there. So I mean, who cares? But like, keep it, life, keep, it, keep it, keep it, keep it, keeping it real. Just share, share what you want to share. Brother. But like, I've had real chill attacks in my life, and it there are things that I really like. They're crazy, and I can't really explain. Like, it's really I can't explain. 
Like, I can, like, go into detail, but like, you guys would be like, that doesn't make sense. But, like, Dude, I'm telling you, like, whatever you say to me, I'm going to be open to. Like, if you want to say this off the mic because you're scared to, like, I, I love this shit. Like, I literally love hearing about people's lives like this. All right. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you my most recent one. So, I was it actually, like, in the beginning when, like, everything was starting to open up again. So, I thought I had coronavirus. I thought I did. And I was freaking scared. I was like, I was like, I was like going to sleep. Why? You're mad healthy. I know, but like I was just scared. I'm like, what if I have this thing? Like, what if I do? What if I have it? Like, I'm like, I'm literally panicking. So like, <laughs> so literally, I so what Christians do when they're like when they're facing like extreme like uh, like anxiety like adversity, we go on a fast. So what I was doing, I went on a fast, and literally just water, no food. Man, did I grow up the next day. But, like, the next day, like, after my fast was over. But, like... So you found a cure to coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> never said that. Never said that. But it's really something, like, very, very powerful. And Jesus did it all, like, a lot. Like, Jesus has fasted for 40 days. And the thing is, fasting is telling your body... I have authority over you. Like your body's That's like, incredible. Like your body's telling you like I'm hungry. Like I need this. I need food. I need food. And I'm telling and I was literally telling my body, I have authority over you. God has given me authority over you and the and I hundred percent I have authority over my body. So I pleaded the blood of Jesus over me and I said, I will not have the coronavirus. I will not have the coronavirus because I believe in Jesus Christ. Obviously, do you have to take your precautions? Yes. <laughs> you have to take your precautions, people. If you think you have the corona, take the test, please. Like help us out, but like, an li- like literally, I like I literally have like they're, like they're so it's so powerful, bro. Like you feel like like oh man, I'm hungry. Like I don't have energy. Like I was still working out in my backyard. It was such a bad idea because I felt so much tired after that. But like I just felt like that's how I you can beat do it, this. Though. That exactly. is how you beat it. You have to keep fighting. Exactly. Like I know how much like it's not even just like mind power. It's power like in your heart, in your spirit. And literally, like, so I was doing that, and I was, like, empowering myself. So that night, I was in my room. I was sleeping. My mom was still, like, working downstairs in our basement, like, in our uh, basement because she has a daycare. So she was reorganizing everything. And it was, like, what, like, 1 or 2 in the morning? And literally, I was, like, sweating. Not because I had, like, I was sick or anything. I was just, like, sweating. I don't know why. Like, my fan was on, too. I'm like, why am I sweating? But, so, like... I, I, I just like I st- like I stood up from my bed. I was like sitting up, and I felt something in my bed. Like I literally felt something in my bed, and it was a snake. So I saw it. I picked it up by the head. I literally picked the snake up by the head, and I was awake. I was literally awake. I picked like my mom could literally come to the podcast right now. She'll tell you like this is true. I picked up the snake by the head. I put it in my blanket. I go out. My mom's working in our in our daycare. I put the blanket at her feet. She's like, what happened to the blanket? I'm like, there's something in there. And she, she's like, what? What? Like, what's in there? Like, why are you all so, why are you, why are you so sweaty? And then I'm, <laughs> like, I'm like, <laughs> and I'm literally like this. I'm like, mom, there's something in there. She's like, what's in there? And for some reason, I couldn't say snake. I literally couldn't say snake for some reason. Like, I, I, I kept saying other things. And I'm like, and finally, I got my mind, like, I got my mind right. I'm like, mom, there's a serpent in there. There's literally a snake in there. And she, and she like and like I like I said like before I said that I'm like I breathe and I said like Jesus help me I literally said Jesus help me I finally said it's a serpent she opens it up 
gone. And 100%, like, she, like, you how could... B- how big was the snake? It was, like, I don't know, man. It was, like, it was a decent size. It was, like, a good, snake, like, I don't know. It was just a snake. Maybe a that's python crazy. or something. Like that's anaconda. crazy. I believe you, bro. I believe you. No, but, like, it was crazy. And there's, oh, man, this other one was, like, crazy, too. But, like, you know, we're not that much time. We'll, we'll talk about yeah, that we'll later. About that yeah, later but, but the, like, right. the other one, the... Oh no, that one was really crazy. But uh, <laughs> the point is, like, why am I like saying this? I'm saying this because, I mean, obviously, I feel open that I can say it, but also that I'm not trying to scare you. But this is just that's just like Christian life, and like that's when you know, like, when you, it's the truth. And when you're going on like a good path, like the devil don't like that. Devil does not like you put, that. Like you said earlier, the more closer you get to God, the bigger tire you put on your back. Exactly, and that makes sense. Exactly, and the thing is, like, like God will hundred percent protect you. Like God's will in your life is for you to be happy, for you to have joy, for you to be protected, for you to be successful. Like we're children of God, and we are literally made to succeed. We are made to succeed, and if you believe that in your heart, and confess that with your like confess it in your mouth, and you declare that on your life in the precious blood of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You will prevail over any circumstance in your life. You will prevail. 100% believe that. Because you can do all the like the natural things. But God is like, he's the way maker, the miracle worker. He will do the impossible. And he'll, he's just there for you. He's literally there for you. He's your dad. So, I mean, that's really like, all right. it's God, bro. Uh, last thing. Did you guys decide on a song? Where you were talking about a little earlier. I think Oceans. Oceans, but also another in the fire is literally a song based off the what's it called? The furnace. The furnace story. Yeah. That you want me to do that one? Yeah, that, that one probably. So it's you want to talk about it a little bit, someone? Can't. Oh, is that paused? No. no, it's just talking oh. about there's another in the fire, yeah, which so is basically just the analogy that every struggle you go through in your life, God is still next to you and God is still with you, and you can still turn to God. Like He'll always be with you through your adversity, and He'll never leave your side, no matter how down you feel or how broken you are. Do you are. guys play that at Metro? Yeah. There's another in the waters holding back the seas that's just like, he's always going to be with you and he's always going to be helping you and there's like, there's no doubt in my mind that he is with you 24-7. Word. This is, this is a productive conversation. I love hanging out with you guys. Let's go get some uh, Chipotle. Chipotle. Peace out. Peace. Standing next to me There was another